Welcome to the Traveling On Radio Show, your premier source for travel news and information, featuring your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, the Traveling On Radio Show. And good afternoon, everybody. If it's Tuesday, it must be Traveling On. And we thank you for joining us today on the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we're broadcasting live from our studios right outside of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And we're happy to be your travel partners during the next hour and every Tuesday at this time. Indeed. Imagine working with dolphins experiencing zero gravity or even working in the Grand Canyon. Then imagine if these opportunities cost little to nothing or even paid you a stipend or short-term service. Would you take advantage of it? Well, you can, and thanks to a new book, Immersion Travel USA, we'll tell you how, and we'll also be joined by the author, Cheryl Kane, who will talk about the best and most meaningful volunteering, living, and learning experiences. Then, we're going to discover the many treasures that our world has to offer, both legendary and unsung, places that should be included on anyone's bucket list. We will talk to Patricia Schultz, author of the New York Times number one bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die. If you want to join in on the conversations, call our studio line at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. You know, I'm actually very excited about uh, the, the, the two guests that we have on. They're, they're wonderful ladies. We know them personally. They're, they're dear friends. And uh, truly, you know, we talk about travel and, and the travel space and the wonderful people you meet uh, in the travel space. And, uh, and they're two, uh, truly uh, two of the, uh, some of the best people and most gracious people that I know. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting with them and, and, and uh, with Cheryl in, in a few seconds. But first, uh, we'd like to invite you you to sign up for our Traveling On Club's newsletter and play our Traveling Trivia Contest to win great prizes and also to follow us on Twitter and sign up for our Facebook fan page. And you can do all of those things from links you'll find on our website at www.travelen-on.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-N hyphen O-N dot com. Well, author Cheryl Kane is a writer, adventurer, performer, and educator. She's the author of two published children's books, creator of five newspaper and magazine columns, and contributor to national and international publications, including the New York Times, Working Mother, and Shape, just to name a few. She's also a stand-up comedian and one of the most generous people, uh, generous in spirit people that I know, and I'm very happy to uh, welcome her to our show. Miss Cheryl, welcome to Traveling On. Thanks so much. That was a great intro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and you didn't pay me for it. How about oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> I was very sincere. You know, people ask Ian and I, you know, we're, we're both lawyers, and they ask, how on earth do you go from law to travel? That's an amazing journey. And I have to ask you the same thing. How do you go from education, because you're an educator, to stand-up comedy, to travel. How did that come about? Well, I'll bet you our stories are very similar. It's simply following your passion. Mm -hmm. What I do, I follow what I love. And I got into comedy when I was writing at the time, actually for 20 years. I've written a syndicated column called The Way It Is, W-E-I-G-H, which is food, fitness, and diet humor. 
And I feel that everything I've been doing all along the way is all leading me to immersion travel because I've been working on this concept since I was a kid in the seventh grade. <laughs> and, and that's true. When you do follow your passions, everything else that you're supposed to do will follow will follow you. You'll, you'll find it. And so um, we love people like you and, you know, risk takers and, and people who just really honor uh, the, that inner voice that, that's, that's calling them. But, um, you know, where, you, where you've been has brought you to immersion travel. And I want to ask you to define for our audience what immersion travel is as it pertains to travel in the USA, because there's a different, there may be a different interpretation, I think, for international immersion travel. And, and what really qualifies a trip as an immersion travel experience? Well, I think immersion travel has traditionally meant traveling abroad to learn a foreign language and to immerse yourself in the culture of your destination. But throughout my book, Immersion Travel USA, and throughout my life, really, I apply that concept to traveling in the United States. Because I remember when I was in college, I kept hearing about immersion travel programs all over the world, and I'm like, but that's what I want to do here. And immersion travel, the way I define it is, that immersion travel means taking an active part in where you visit in order to learn about the culture, traditions, and characteristics of each particular place. Because we are a country of very diverse cultures right here in the USA. Mm-hmm. Right, we're, we're a melting, really a melting pot of hundreds of different cultures. Yes. And in some visit, uh, visit France just by going to, you know, perhaps uh, uh, portions of Louisiana or, you know, other, other areas in our country. So you're absolutely right. Right. I mean, and a lot of immersion travel is the attitude that you have towards it. A lot of people have said to me, your book is exactly what I've been wanting to do and didn't know how to do it. You can make any trip an immersion travel trip. I know someone who recently had their children out on a Saturday afternoon, and they took a llama ride. And then I told her about, you know, they just stopped there. They had a great time on the llama. It was very nice. And I said, well, in my book, I actually profile, I have these listings of places all over the country. And one of my profiles is on El Paseo Llama Expedition, and they are in Taos, New Mexico. Now, if you took a llama ride with them, <laughs> and you could take a short one, or a longer one, or even an expedition, you would learn all about the history and the characteristics of the llama. Mm. What kind of animal they are. You would learn where, how they acclimate so easily. I mean, and you'd appreciate their background history and contributions because they're easily trained, they're low-maintenance and enjoyable to be around. So what I did was when I met her and her children and she said, well, we just had a ride, I immediately started exposing them to other things that they could go look up and find out about because that's what immersion travel is. It's expanding what you're doing. And I tell people that when you arrive in a new place, go find a public bulletin board. You know, when I first arrived in Sahican, Washington, which is a wilderness recreation area in Washington State, I went to the bulletin board there in the post office, 
And there was a sign inviting the whole community to a wedding. And I'm like, oh. can I go? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and people said, I'm sure you can go. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So the first thing I did in town was go to a wedding. And what a great way to meet the local people and find out who was there. Because it's a very small community of only 100 full-timers. And then it expands to about 500 during season in the summer. They call it the mm-hmm. playground <laughs> of Seattle. Yeah. A lot of people come. Hi, Ian. <laughs> hey, Cheryl. I, I I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, again your your passion and your vocation of education, and now you've translated that into this this travel book. And one of the things that we often like to talk about is you know taking the vacationer to a different place mentally physically spiritually and it looks like your book does that and 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 i want to ask you about how this book helps a typical vacationer who might be thinking of relaxing lounging being by the pool or at the beach to become more of an active person in in a trip and become more of that planner that you kind of alluded to earlier Right. Well, I stress that throughout the book. In fact, I have an opening. This is a very unusual guidebook, as I'm sure you have figured out. The opening of the guidebook and the ending of the guidebook are both how-to information, how to take what you'll be finding throughout the book and apply it to almost any trip, so that if you do have a trip already planned, let's say you're going to the Grand Canyon, which is a very common trip for many families. You know, that's a great you can combine all kinds of things. Well, right after I went for the first time, I found out about the Wolf Recovery Project. Mm. And the Wolf Recovery Project is a program that will educate you about reinstating the wolf to its natural habitat, and then you can educate others. And you can volunteer with your whole family or extended family. In fact, throughout my book, I have stories about people. And Erin's story is in the book. And Erin went, she was educated with her husband about how to answer tourists' questions about the Wolf Recovery Project. And then she and her family, an extended family, actually, went and camped out in cabins there on the North Rim. And a few hours each day, they volunteered. So that was such a meaningful experience for one of their cousins who was a teenager she'd never imagined being able to do anything like that and to talk to the park rangers and to meet so many people from all over the country. So there are are examples of that throughout the book, and there are resources. There are organizations that you can call, you know, volunteer by the hour, (laughs) and different things that you can find out about for where you are going, what you can do. I also recommend that you find out what's happening right there. I mean, one time I had a concierge tell me that he was participating the next day in painting a home of a local neighbor, and just their neighborhood decided to help this this woman whose husband had recently passed away. So I went and I helped too. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's really just, uh, you know, it's about service, which is, um, which is you know, something, of course, our new president has, has uh, talked a lot about, um, giving back to your local communities. And, you know, for us, our local community could be anywhere we, we happen to, to travel to. Um, and, you know, but, but I want to ask you, before we go off to, uh, we have a couple of minutes before our first break, um, and I and, uh, want to spend some time in the second half talking to you about some personal stories and, and just other logistics. But when somebody is thinking, a family uh, is thinking about traveling and, you know, they want to perhaps involve their, their children in an immersion experience, um, Generally, have you found that uh, have you found um, whether there are any age limitations or uh, age restrictions or physical limitations with any of these uh, these experiences you've um, provided for in your book? No, you actually need to go through thing by thing. I encourage you. In fact, there's a whole listing of what to do to figure out different needs. I also do consulting through my website, immersiontraveler.com. And the book is available all over the country in Barnes & Nobles and your local bookstores. And I take you right through. You have to evaluate your ages and your needs and your developmental abilities. And different programs have different requirements. But you can do something as simple through Wolf USA, you know, W-W-O-O-F, mm-hmm. <laughs> organic farming, where you can call different farms that belong to it. Some of the farmers allow you to bring toddlers. I mean, and others, you know, have age specifics to go. And then there are also programs where you could go out and you could um, work in a national park. You could be rebuilding trails. And there are some programs that include people who are six years old. I mean, Uh. and you also, many of them, you want to take the other end of the family, too, you know, with the, um, the senior citizens. I know when I was working in Alaska... My mother wanted to come visit me, and I found an elder hostel program that was, you know, right by the hotel I was working at. And that way, she had a program while I was busy, and then in the late afternoon when the group went to hike, and she was not into hiking, (laughs) she went with me, you know. Mm -hmm. So there are always these different ideas with a lot of things that I put in the book. You can apply them to different parts of the country. Right, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how the book is organized because it's very, very comprehensive, and um, and and I mean, uh, just a very you did a wonderful, thorough job of of researching these uh, these experiences. But we'll uh, we'll come back to some of uh, our our other points after the break. You're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your host, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. And when we come back, of course, we'll continue talking to Cheryl Kane. If you have a question for her about Bad immersion travel in the U.S., give us a call on our guest line at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Brownsworldtravel.com is the premier internet travel destination, offering you the best travel values for all your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars, and hotels, but think of us when you're planning a cruise. A complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon, or searching for those last-minute travel deals. 
Unlike the other online booking sites, bronzeworldtravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at bronzeworldtravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. We have so many great travel deals that you'll make us your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit bronzeworldtravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E worldtravel.com. Bronzeworldtravel.com, where we celebrate life through travel. Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality, and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK Signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips, and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at marykay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives. Where can you book all of your travel needs at the best price? Purchase the latest travel gear and get the most current and comprehensive travel news and information? Travelinon.com. That's travelin-on.com. Whether you're a seasoned traveler, novice, or whether you're planning a long trip, or looking for a weekend getaway, travelinon.com has the tools to complete your travel plans. Go to travelinon.com. That's travelin-on.com. The traveler's best resource. Le prénom de Raphaël, je le murmure à mon oreille, et chaque lettre m'émerveille. This is the Travelin' On Radio Show, bringing you a world of travel news and information. Once again, let's join your hosts, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. And welcome back, everyone. I'm Ian Fitzpatrick, along with Tanya Fitzpatrick. We're having a wonderful conversation with Cheryl Kane, the author of Immersion Travel USA, a, a book that allows one to get the best and most meaningful volunteering, living, and learning excursions through travel. And we just want to remind everyone that uh, we're playing tracks from Acoustic France, from Punta Mayo, the official music sponsor of the Traveling On Radio Show. And we're also giving away a copy of Cheryl's book, Immersion Travel USA. And you can get this by entering to play Travelin' Trivia at Travelin-On.com. Also sign up to become a member of our Travelin' On Club newsletter. Get travel specials and relevant travel information. If you have a question for Cheryl, give us a call at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. Cheryl, I want to come back to the book for a moment and uh, take us through kind of the structure of the book because it, it, it really focuses on service, on education as the uh, chapters uh, go and are titled Helping learning, working, caring, and playing. Take us a little bit about the organization of the book and how some of the immersion uh, opportunities you highlight match up with some of those common themes there. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. The helping is volunteering and it's service, what you can do for others. And one of the organization that I really love, in fact, is Story. Lynn's story is featured on my website, immersiontraveler.com. She graduated from undergraduate, and her family was saying to her, you know, she's a biker, and she said, oh, why don't you go to tour Europe? And she said, you know, I really want to see the USA <laughs> before I go anywhere else. And she found bikeandbuild.org. They're out of Philadelphia. 
and she signed up. Bike and Build is an organization that you contribute $4,000. Different people earn it in different ways. It's basically geared to young people ages 18 to 27. And she decided after her first fundraiser that she really wanted to give the money from her own because she wanted to make this contribution to low-income housing herself and that it would mean more to her. And when people would always say to her, well, what is bike and build really all about? What's the and build part? Because you bike from coast to coast, and along the way you stop and you're doing um, low-income housing projects to benefit others. And she said her best story to tell people what it was about was that on her very first day in Norfolk, Virginia, because she went from Virginia to Oregon, her first day they were doing an activity, they were doing some work on a small home in Norfolk, and she said all you heard were building sounds, and all of a sudden you heard this very robust laughter that didn't stop. So she turned around to find out what was going on, and there was a woman there who had just hammered her first nail into the siding of the house, and she was the homeowner. Mm. Mm. Did, did I hear you correctly, Virginia to Oregon? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My hero. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's, that's a great trip. And there, there are all kinds of trips like that. I mean, that just really got me. I mean, I love, too, the learning section. You know, mm-hmm. learning is expanding your horizons. People take learning trips all the time, and educating yourself and for that section i highlighted a trip through mary catherine and her story was that her whole life she wanted to be an astronaut and it just it never worked out that way i love the way she put it that didn't happen (laughs) but i still wanted to experience what it would be like so she lived her dream on a two-day astronaut training adventure which Mm -hmm. you can find out about at cosmo.org And it was so neat an experience, you know, because it's a simulated space shuttle mission and the centrifuge pull at about 4 Gs. She said the only bad thing about the weekend was that it ended too fast. Wow. You know, and that to me is what it's all about. I mean, throughout the book, I met people who literally changed their lives. And I believe that. I know I discussed it with you, Tanya. Mm. When you leave on a trip, you're one person, and when you come back, it can be very subtle, but you are different. Talk, talk a little bit, speaking of that, talk a little bit about the, the story um, that, that we, we chatted about uh, the other day, the, the backpacker. Oh, yes, that's Patricia. Patricia wanted to expand her backpacking skills because as a child, she used to hike a lot with her family, but then living in Chicago... She found that she wasn't walking that much, you know, out with great views. So in order to get back into it, she joined up with an organization um, which offered backpacking trips. And that way it's called Adventures in Good Company, and they're out of Baltimore, Maryland. But she Mm -hmm. actually selected a trip in her own backyard on the Superior Hiking Trail along Lake Superior, Minnesota. And what I really, really enjoyed about her was that she said, that she wants to come back changed from her travel. And I'll quote her, it isn't that it has to be anything drastic, she said. Sometimes it's just observing what someone else does to create less waste or learning about a different seasoning, how to use a new 
spice, interacting with others and learning about where I go makes me rethink the ordinary in my life and the things I take for granted. I watch others to see how they live, how their city is structured, how traffic flows, and attitudes in the wilderness or behavior in traffic jams. And they all provide perceptions to improve mm-hmm. how I live. Mm-hmm. That to me was so awesome. And the last time she went on a backpacking trip, she said it blew her away. A 10-year-old taught her how to tie her shoe, her boots, so <laughs> it would stop coming undone. <laughs> we, we we could actually learn that lesson ourselves. Uh, that we, we know, uh, don't we, honey, based on uh, our, some of our recent... Uh, Perhaps way too well. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have just a, a few minutes uh, left, and I want, I want you to talk about, because I, I imagine that there are listeners out there that you know, are hearing these stories and, and thinking about all the wonderful things that they could do, um, but I would imagine that one of the questions, or two of the questions that may pop up uh, are, how much time uh, do I have to invest, and how much more will this cost versus a standard vacation? Ah, well, here's the good news. It will cost less than most standard vacations because you have a lot of options. There are freebies in the book, Immersion Travel USA. There are trades, stipends, internships. There is a fantastic farm, beneficial farm that I love, that you can go out there and you can trade your skills of farming while you are learning about organic farming. And then you plan the meals together, you pick your dinner, and you cook together. I mean, there are all kinds of options. In fact, one of the reviews about my book said, the best thing is, I've, like, never heard of most of this stuff, you know. (laughs) It's new to me. And that's what I really tried to achieve. And um, I know you and I yesterday were talking about caring trips. I know you're very into animals. Yes, I told if Ian bought me a zoo, I'd be I'd be the happiest person on earth, frankly. Yeah, the unfortunate thing for Tanya is that most of the local regulations won't allow us to operate a kennel in our residence. So uh, that's kind of my hedge of protection there. So well, but, you know, uh, um, last uh, December of last year, I was the writer in residence in the Everglades. So on my trip down to the Everglades from Connecticut, I said, you know, I'm going to enhance my trip with something I have always wanted to do. And I went to swim with the manatees. I stopped on the way down in Homosassa Springs. And it just, it was something I will never forget. It was just so wonderful. It was worth waiting all these years and finally getting to do it. But that said, I ask people and educate them how to look at where they're going, what they're thinking about and how they can add these wonderful additions. And very often, they're at no cost. They're very simple to add. Or they may be involved doing a little research before you go and thinking it through. Or there are trips, too, on the other end, where you can buy the whole package and go and get Mm -hmm. everything taken care of. There's a great family vacation trip that um, I know some people who are going on very soon with the Mm -hmm. Amajadi global services where they are taking themselves and their children and they will be tutoring and giving their services in Tuba City, Arizona on the Mm -hmm. Navajo Nation, which is quite a fabulous experience to have. And 
there are also there are other ways to to give too. Um, there are organizations that you can volunteer your services without having everything else taken care of. So some of the trips come with housing, some don't, but they're all very doable. And I think in this day and age and time, what's really nice about it is that a lot of these are things that you can do in an hour or mm-hmm. a half a day, an afternoon. I interviewed a woman who volunteers once a month at a national park in Maine and mm-hmm. at Acadia National Park, and she just loves it. I mean, she, she said, what a great way to spend a morning, you know, once a month. She used to do it less often when she didn't live nearby. She lived and worked in Washington, and, and it's in Maine, but she'd run up when she could. But now she lives closer by, and she tends to, to do it on a monthly basis, but you don't have to. You could do it once in a great moon or once, you know, in a lifetime. But she said it's so fantastic to volunteer her time that way and then see the benefits of her efforts right away. And Indeed. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, beautiful story, Cheryl. And we, thank you so much for, for spending the time. Certainly a half hour was not enough yeah. time to uh, to talk to you. But um, uh, we just thank you for, for coming on our show. And um, we encourage our listeners to uh, uh, look at Immersion Travel USA and uh, your website, ImmersionTraveler.com. Yes, that's it. And the book is available all over the country. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Cheryl Kane, author of Immersion Travel USA. Um, you're listening to the Traveling on Radio Show. We're your host, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick. And when we come back, we are going to talk to New York Times bestselling author Patricia Schultz about the thousand plus places in the world uh, that you should see before you die, all the wonderful treasure troves. And we'll see you on the other side of this break. Every hour of every day, an American is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. MS typically strikes between the ages of 16 and 50 when people are building careers and raising families. Today, there is no known cause or cure for MS. To learn more about this unpredictable disease, to volunteer, or to make a contribution to this important mission, please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS. You can make a difference by helping us stop this devastating disease. Please call one 800 Fight MS today. Thank you. BronzeWorldTravel.com is your one-stop travel store where you can find the best travel values available at the most competitive prices. Whether you're booking a cruise, flight, car, or vacation package, they have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit them today at BronzeWorldTravel.com. You'll also find a link to BronzeWorldTravel.com on the Traveling On website. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where they celebrate life through travel. Turn back time with smooth, clear, radiant skin. The TimeWise Care System by Mary Kay delivers anti-aging benefits you can see and feel. Discover a miracle with your anti-aging skincare program. You can enjoy softer, younger-looking skin in as little as eight weeks. Best of all, you can try the TimeWise products for free. Visit MaryKay.com backslash Ms. D. Johnson 86. That's MaryKay.com backslash Ms. D. Johnson 86. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives. Let's return to the Traveling on Radio Show. Le quotidien, trop peu pour moi. 
And welcome back to the Traveling On Radio Show. I'm Ian Fitzpatrick along with Tanya Fitzpatrick. We're enjoying some great tracks from Acoustic France uh, from Punta Mayo. It's their newest release. And uh, just to remind everyone, if you've got any questions for our guests, you can always call us on our special line at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. Whether it's you know, looking at some of the great places in this country or around the world, Patricia Schultz has a lot of wonderful things that all of us should see. And, uh, you know, whether it's Pennsylvania Dutch country or Table Mountain in South Africa to the Anne Frank House in Amsterdam and the Peruvian Amazon, these are just a handful of the wonderful places and treasures that author Patricia Schultz has identified as must-sees in her New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die. Patricia is a dear friend and another grateful and graceful spirit that we've met along our travel journeys, and we're happy to have her back. Patricia, welcome to Traveling On. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Yes, we are so happy to have you back with us, and uh, we know you just returned from Atlanta. How was your trip there? (laughs) Did you hear about the cold snap? It was like an Arctic blast. Yeah, there is something wrong in the world (laughs) when Atlanta is is. 28 degrees. I know, especially when you go dressed for what you assume to be mild weather. But Uh, they were were pretty cavalier about it. I guess it drops often enough. The weather is so unpredictable anywhere on the globe, not just in the U.S. anymore. Mm -hmm. But it made New York look pretty balmy by comparison. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll be happy to send some of that cold, frigid stuff we have here in Washington today your way. It's probably on its way there anyway. Oh, thank but thank you so uh, much. <laughs> but uh, back in New York, and, and, and one of the things that I've noted about your book is that uh, whether this is by happenstance or intentional, you've got a lot of stuff in there about New York City. Uh, granted, it deserves it. It's one of the great cities, but... There are a lot of other places, whether it's Santa Fe, New Mexico, or New Orleans, and some other places, too, around the United States that also have attracted a lot of uh, attention in the book. And uh, it's, oh, well, it's, always, uh, it's always great to see how uh, you kind of mix some of these places in there that uh, we may not always have on our radar screens. I tried very much to be even-handed, and I also tried to... Um, at the same time, be a realistic that you know there are certain cities and regions uh, talking about the most recent book and the USA in particular, where the numbers go and where the people go. And if you know you go yourself, you see Japanese tourists and German tourists and Australian tourists have come from the other side of the globe. So I, I couldn't avoid the Orlandos and the Las Vegas mm-hmm. just because there's the obvious suspects. But I did try to have people understand that there's a reason that there's such iconic destinations that people come from all extremes to visit them, because they are very unique and they are something, um, you know, rare in the big picture. But then there are 999 other places um, that kind of flesh out and fill out the the um, expanse, the possibilities. And North America, I think, is really unmatched. You know, when we decided to, after the World Book, do a second title that was about a specific country, or in this case, continent alone, I mean, it was a no-brainer because, 
you know, call me biased and because it's my home turf. But North America, <laughs> I mean, I could do a thousand times a thousand. But as well the fact, and I'm sure you've mentioned this at some point in your shows, that less than a quarter of Americans hold passports. Mm-hmm. And while I don't encourage that to continue, I understand why people feel quite content and already overwhelmed with what we have here in our backyards, because it's um, endless. It's an embarrassment of possibilities, as the expression goes. We're, we're so very fortunate. We really are when you think about it. And you being in D.C., I mean, you have half-day trips, one-day trips, weekend trips that could keep you busy for the next hundred years. Absolutely, absolutely. And I believe we have a caller, actually, on the line um, with a question for you. Uh, Cheryl, welcome to the Traveling On Show. Thanks so much. You know, I'd like to know how you really decide in an area. Do you call a local chamber of commerce? Do you talk to locals? Or do you find it just from your own research? Well, that's a good um that's a great question, and I have to smile when you say, when you ask if, you know, you call the local tourism people or the Chamber of Commerce, because in a perfect world, <laughs> you would like to think that you could call somebody who has a lot of firsthand, on-site, real knowledge and familiarity with the area and rely upon their suggestions. But what happens is that... Um, Number one, they have an agenda. <laughs> and number two, they can be so in love with their own little bubble of the world, <laughs> but don't really have the perspective to compare it to not only the rest of the region, but the rest of America, and to see it in the context of the world. So sometimes you listen to these folks, and it's very heartwarming because they'll tell, you know, they'll go on and on as if you were to write a thousand places alone just about the Chesapeake Bay, (laughs) when you realize, in fact, that there are remarkable places that kind of jump out and stand out, and do they belong in a book like this? Absolutely. But many of the places um, don't, only because you need to um, see everything in perspective and make room for the other wonders of the world. Mm -hmm. But the tourism people are wonderfully helpful, especially to travelers and to people who are already aware that they're going to Destination X, and how can they get more information about that place? Mm-hmm. So so how did you, because, you know, you mentioned that uh, there is essentially a bottomless grab bag of possibilities, and, and when I... When I um, uh, talked about you before we went out uh, for for the break. I said, you know, we were going to talk about a thousand plus places to see because really um, there is a bottomless grab bag. And so how do you go about the daunting process of really selecting inclusions for your books? I know it's it's a thankless job, (laughs) but somebody had to bring it down and create just 1,000. The the irony is that so many folks before, now, and forever have asked, or not have asked, but have assumed that these are, because they made the cut, that these are the only 1,000 places to see in the world book, um, implying they were the places to see in the world, and the 1,000 places I chose for North America. And that pretty much just floors me because 
the more you travel, the more you realize that a thousand is a drop in the bucket and that it's a thousand times. A t- I mean, really, you could spend many lifetimes. So what the daunting task for me was, unlike my friends who said, how will you ever come up with a thousand places? If anything, it was keeping it just down to a thousand. So my real um, goal was to uh, create a mix and to have a breadth and a variety of places, not just because it's the way I like to travel or it's what, you know, calls out to me, but because I think that it's also the way the average person travels. You know, you don't want to just eat your way through South America and you don't want to just see the great museums of Europe or you don't want to just um, do a road trip in America through all of our great national parks, each one more beautiful than the next. You really want to mix it up, even if you don't realize that that's your 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 game plan, at the end of it all, you realize that it was the people you met and the barbecue you had and the, the music festival you happened upon and that great historic inn where Mark Twain used to sleep and the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because it's this package and it's this, um, you know, the grab bag that I mentioned before. I think that's what makes it so special so mm-hmm. that you can't come back the same person because you will have come back having experienced so much and seen so much and having met people and interacted and discussing different points of view, and travel changes you. And if you are very mono-directed, you won't come back as exhilarated or as experienced, I think. Absolutely. And speaking of Mark Twain, I understand that there's a remote <laughs> possibility he, uh, that uh, he's a uh, an ancestor and uh, someone who inspired your wanderlust? Well, you know, it's, it's, we have this missing link in our family that nobody conveniently has bothered to kind of um, go in search of because until that missing link is put in place and we understand that, in fact, we're not related, we can live this dream. Apparently, my great-grandfather came upon him. Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, was quite mm-hmm. a peripatetic speaker and traveled all over to standing room only um, events. And my grandfather went backstage and they compared notes. And in fact, they were first cousins. Is it true? Was my <laughs> great-grandfather having a few drinks when he recounted the story? <laughs> I'll probably never know. But he was. I was always amazed. I always attributed... Um, you know, his great love for America as represented in all of his um, writings. But he was quite the international traveler and went to places where um, the average American in that day just never even realized were on the map. It would take him six times longer than it takes me today on an airplane. And I appreciate for that very fact his um, his inspiration and aspiration to really strike off and see far-flung places, you know, in, this, in the Indian Ocean, in the Pacific Ocean, um, all throughout Europe. Uh, America then wasn't moving around to the degree that it does now, and he really covered a lot of ground. So mm. are we related? Let's say yes. <laughs> well, certainly a lot more respectable than uh, than uh, the rumor that's been floating around my family, and frankly, I think my uncle's pulling our leg, that uh, we're related to one of the Hatfields or McCoys. I'm not quite sure which one, and I don't care. <laughs> but it's always but, very colorful, isn't it? And it's- oh, dear. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, one one of the things before we go to uh, to break, one of the things that that I really love about uh, your book, you know, your books, really, um, is that you've included a lot of unconventional landmarks, and one that that particularly struck me was Chicago Superdog <laughs> Hut Stand. How did that come to be part of your yeah, a part, a part of your first book, A Thousand Places funny. to See. And Maury, the 80-something-year-old owner, is now my new best friend. <laughs> Maury, and, Maury and Flory, those are their names. And they started as 20-something kids out of college who, you know, wanted to create a means of, you know, f- creating a family and feeding the kids and always having a... So they started this hot dog stand. Really what struck me with the hot dogs of Chicago Chicago, and the barbecue of um, North Carolina and the pastrami of New York and the um, lobster rolls of Maine is that our regional um, hall of fame for all of these great gastronomic um, rarities that are to some degrees... N- to some degree, no place um, elsewhere found with the same uh, proliferation or to the same deliciousness or still being made by 5th century families. Um, As it is in America, we still have this regional food map that a lot of foodies will really crisscross America following, you know, the best cherry pie in Wisconsin and that type of thing. It's still alive. It's still flourishing. It's still a very rich part of our history. And am I a food freak? Uh, No, but, you know, everybody likes to eat. And to eat regionally, you still can do very wonderfully in America. The whole Southwest cuisine in New Mexico with the chilies, etc., and all of the Mexican influence in California. It's a wonderful thing, and sometimes you bypass it because... Um, there is at the same time a real homogenous menu in the other 85% of our restaurants and eateries. So I like all that um, food that harks back generations, you know, the truck stops, the best pancakes, the best burger, you know, that type of thing. So I very much researched purposely to have that be a special element of this book, together with all of the other facets that I think make up travel in America. Yeah. And again, those many facets of of this book, before we uh, came on today, I had a chance to look through the book again, and, and what it reminded me of is just how blessed Tanya and I have been, as, as I looked at all of these places, places that I've been around the world, places that I still have plans to visit, and some places where I've been scheming to take Tanya for quite some time, like 10,000 Waves in Santa Fe, New Mexico, it, it just made me feel good to be alive today and uh, you know, just uh, grateful that uh, we have been so blessed to see so much of this world in our lifetimes. And uh, I, I think that's one of the great gifts that this book offers is that it, it does allow one to take a step back from one's travels and just realize, you know, trying to see these places, it's not impossible. It's, it's, it's doable in one's lifetime. And uh, I feel like, uh, you, know, you know, with the rest of the time that I have, I've got a fighting chance to make it to the other uh, <laughs> 
800 or so places there that I haven't been to. And also, you know, Ian, as, as Americans, we can travel so easily. Yeah. And we almost take that as a given, and we almost just assume that so does the rest of the world. And it's, I'm, you know, it only takes one trip to anywhere to um, bring that realization back home that we can travel with facility that to some degree, at least up until the bottom fell out of our economy, that we had a certain, you know, a few bucks always of discretionary or spendable income that we were able to put aside to make these trips happen. But um, it's a very tough time um, financially, but if you want a guaranteed, surefire, long-term investment that you'll never lose, that will never depreciate, that will never rust or crack or break or get lost, then travel because those memories you'll have for the rest of your life. And what to me is worth a gabillion dollars is that I know that travel makes you a better person. I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know why or how or to what degree, superficially, profoundly. But I think that's a guarantee. I think that it will open you up. It'll open your head, your heart, your eyes. And you'll come back and you'll have had such a great time. And you will have seen things. Mm -hmm. You will have met people. You will um, have a life that you're very proud of. You know, stay on your couch the rest of your life, and I'm not so sure you'll be able to feel that way about yourself. Absolutely. Here, here, and it's certainly one of the things that um, we hope to accomplish with our, our show, in addition to, you know, encouraging global citizenship, travel offers the best education um, that's available and you know just a better education about the world about yourself about other people and so um, which is why we tend to to gravitate to people like you who are in the travel space because um, you know I think travel just brings together the most wonderful people in the world and I have to issue a new challenge to my husband because I know you're writing a new book. Um, you're uh, writing another A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, a new edition. And uh, so there's going to be 1,800 places, honey. <laughs> but yeah, t- tell Owen. What are we on the phone for? We should be That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, next show we'll do a remote. How about that? I understand Citicorp <laughs> has a jet that's available. Uh, you know, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It might be available at a deep discount, too. But uh, <laughs> so Tell us a little bit about your new book, um, some of the, the surprises, some of the things that actually have surprised you, because I know you've been traveling. You just returned from Anguilla, and um, you know, you're, you're yeah, visiting some, some places wonderful. that you're going to include. Well, you know, I, we were going to do it. So the first book, to recap, and so that your listeners understand, the first book, um, A Thousand Places, was our world book. And then the second book, we took the USA chapter and Canada chapter from that first book and found another 900 wondrous spots to create the North America book. For the third project, I was going to do A Thousand Places to See in Europe, and I had begun 
research and traveling, etc., when in fact we decided to shift gears and to go back to the original because it continues to be so very popular and just do a revision of the first book. Me being me <laughs> and knowing that not only am I a different person and have I seen so much since doing the first book, but also knowing that the world is a very different place in mm-hmm. the last 10 to 12 years, that what is happening, and the last person to be surprised is moi. The book is turning out to be an entirely new book, keeping all of the good stuff, but merging them and rethinking it and regrouping and leaving all kinds of space for the new places. Because, for example, um, this past spring I was in Croatia, and Slovenia and Montenegro. This is the former Yugoslavia plus Bosnia, Herzegovina and Serbia that um, when I was writing the book in the middle of the 90s was in the midst of a horrible war, the Balkan Wars. And there, I mean, tourism had dropped to sub-zero. Suddenly, these countries who are magnificent with a coastline in eastern Mediterranean that is Italy and France 50 years ago, before all of the commercialization, are so ready for tourism, embracing, encouraging, promoting, welcoming tourism, as well they should be because they have a magnificent history a wonderful people, and the Dalmatian coastline, for example, in Croatia, Dubrovnik, we've all heard of Dubrovnik, that Mm. you've just got to see. So that's a typical example of what didn't make it into the first book and the reason it didn't. Also, a lot of the, um, what we call Eastern Europe or the former Soviet bloc, um, I also went to the Baltics, the Balkans, the Baltics, and the Baltics are way farther north, um, uh, just south of Scandinavia. Essentially, they are Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. And I mean, the very names of them make me smile because they were never on my radar. And Mm. grew up knowing that they were behind the Iron Curtain, and they were taboo, and they were inaccessible. Well, now they are widely open, They have, um, for example, historical squares or districts or neighborhoods that are UNESCO protected for their architectural and historic importance. And again, a wealth of history, lovely people have survived so much and um, are such an admirable culture. Again, you know, not in my first book, absolutely deserving to be in the new book. So, you know, and the list goes on. I mean, really, the mm. more you see, the, reali- the more you realize you've seen just about nothing. That's very oh. discouraging to me. <laughs> or encouraging, you know, it gives, yeah. it gives us an opportunity to set some goals. But um, we're going to have to leave it there, my dear. Thank you so much oh, for, for joining us again today. Um, and we look forward to, uh, to your next book. And we just want to remind listeners that uh, A Thousand Places to See Before You Die is still widely available. I still see it, including, you know, a game board I saw the other day uh, in, in, in the bookstore. And so, um, uh, and, and we do have a copy that we will be giving away at a future date to, our, to a member of our listening audience. Uh, but thank you again, uh, Patricia Schultz, author of much. A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, and also uh, Cheryl 
Kane, um, author of Immersion Travel USA. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about tonight's show. We're going to continue the novel theme. And uh, if you are interested in being a central character in your very own romance novel that is set in an exotic location, uh, two of our regulars, Kathy Newburn and J.S. Fletcher, will come on to talk about uh, the creation of a novel for you. And we'll also travel to Idaho to talk about National Bald Eagle Day. And um, as always, it's been a pleasure to share some travel time with you. We're Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and uh, we look forward to spending time with you again next week, same time and same frequency. Until then, happy travels. Happy travels. Brownsworldtravel.com is the premier internet travel destination, offering you the best travel values for all your travel needs. Not only can you book the basics in travel, such as flights, rental cars, and hotels, but think of us when you're planning a cruise. A complete vacation package, registering for your honeymoon, or searching for those last-minute travel deals. Unlike the other online booking sites, BronzeWorldTravel.com does not compromise customer service. Backed by a team of seasoned travel professionals and a nationally rated agency, at BronzeWorldTravel.com there is always someone available to answer your questions. We have so many great travel deals that you'll make us your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit BronzeWorldTravel.com today and discover the best values in travel. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E WorldTravel.com. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where we celebrate life through travel. Looking for the latest travel book, the hottest item in travel gear and clothing? Or are you researching a destination or looking into the most current travel regulations or warnings? If so, visit TravelinOn.com, your one-stop shop for travel resources. At TravelinOn.com, that's Travel-N-On.com, you can get the latest travel news and information and shop for all of your travel needs. TravelinOn.com is your premier source for all things travel. That's Travel-N-On.com. Every hour of every day, an American is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. MS typically strikes between the ages of 16 and 50 when people are building careers and raising families. Today, there is no known cause or cure for MS. To learn more about this unpredictable disease, to volunteer, or to make a contribution to this important mission, please call 1-800-FIGHT-MS. You can make a difference by helping us stop this devastating disease. Please call one 800 Fight MS today. Thank you. Whether you're traveling by plane, train, or automobile, make TravelingOn.com your first stop. At TravelingOn.com, that's TravelIn-On.com, you can get current travel. Discover a new you. See yourself in a whole new way with a color makeover. Find a look that expresses your style, your personality, and your life with Mary Kay Cosmetics. You'll delight in the many wonderful colors that the MK Signature line brings you. Find the perfect shade for your eyes, lips, and cheeks. Visit Danielle Johnson's website at MaryKay.com backslash ms.djohnson86 for a virtual makeover. You'll love what you discover. Mary Kay, enriching women's lives. Where can you book all of your travel needs at the best price? Purchase the latest travel gear and get the most current and comprehensive travel news and information? TravelInOn.com. That's TravelIn-On.com. Whether you're a seasoned traveler, novice, or whether you're planning a long trip or looking for a weekend getaway, TravelInOn.com. 
as the tools to complete your travel plans. Go to TravelInOn.com. That's TravelIn-On.com, the traveler's best resource. BronzeWorldTravel.com is your one-stop travel store where you can find the best travel values available at the most competitive prices. Whether you're booking a cruise, flight, car, or vacation package, they have so many great travel deals that you'll make them your first choice when it comes to travel. Visit them today at BronzeWorldTravel.com. You'll also find a link to BronzeWorldTravel.com on the Travelin' On website. BronzeWorldTravel.com, where they celebrate life through travel. Whether you're traveling by plane, train, or automobile, make TravelinOn.com your first stop. At TravelinOn.com, that's TravelIn-On.com, you can get current travel news and information, buy the latest travel book, and find those great travel bargains. Visit TravelinOn.com, your premier source for all things travel. That's TravelIn-On.com, and make sure to sign up for email specials and tune into the Travelin' On radio show each week for a chance to win some great travel prizes.